If, as expected, Neil Gorsuch is confirmed to the Supreme Court on Friday, he will become the first justice to join the court midway through a term since Sam Alito did that in 2006. The timing means Gorsuch could have an immediate impact on American law. He could cast a deciding vote in pending cases involving religion, housing discrimination, and redistricting. He might help the court decide whether to take up pending appeals on gun rights and voter ID laws. And then there's Donald Trump's travel ban, which is currently being contested in the lower courts. With us to talk about this and what impact Gorsuch might make right away is Kimberly Robinson, the Supreme Court reporter for Bloomberg BNA. Kimberly, always good to talk to you, either on or off the air. Thanks for having me back. So tell me, uh, if you could pick out a single case or issue that you think will tell us the most about Neil Gorsuch and what kind of justice he will be over the next couple months, uh, pick, pick, pick one. What do you think would be the biggest tell? Well, I think, you know, probably the easiest answer here is uh, a religious freedom case, Trinity Lutheran versus Comer. Now, this was a case that was actually granted over a year ago, and the Supreme Court's been holding on to it, probably because it's one that's likely to uh, get a pretty close vote from the Supreme Court. And this one is about, um, as I mentioned, religious liberty. And we heard a lot of criticism during uh, Neil Gorsuch's confirmation hearings that, you know, he, he aggressively... Uh, ruled in favor of religious groups, and uh, we could see if that's going to happen here. This one is is a little bit different, though, um, because it goes to a constitutional provision rather than a statute, and so um, we could right off the bat get get some look on how he he will uh, analyze these con- broad constitutional rights. That's a case that's set for argument on April the 19th. So, of course, it is confirmed. We know he will be involved in that case. Um, th- there's also, I'll just sort of explain to, to our listeners, um, there are a lot of cases that the court has already heard arguments in. And uh, you know, by tradition, the last few times a justice has joined the court midway, uh, those cases, even though maybe Gorsuch could, uh, as a technical matter, take part in them, uh, he probably won't unless the court is divided four to four in those cases in which case the court could order re-argument in those cases, either this term or next term. Uh, Kimberly, are there particular cases that have been argued that the court hasn't decided where you think, oh, that's a pretty good candidate for a 4-4 split and maybe a a new argument with Gorsuch as the, the deciding vote? The one on the top of my head is a redistricting case out of North Carolina. Um, one of the reasons that I think this might be one that um, is coming down four to four is not just from the arguments, um, but also because you know, the court also heard another redistricting case on the same day, and it already handed down its opinion in that case. Um, so it, it's indicating that the justices may be struggling with this North Carolina uh, case a bit more. And this one here has some tougher questions on racial gerrymandering and and really how the courts um, look at at these claims uh, that people bring uh, challenging their maps as as taking race into consideration too much. Um, So that's what I'm, I'm thinking about. One other case that's in my mind, one that was argued back in the fall, has to do with the Fair Housing Act and a lawsuit by the city of Miami against uh, uh, Wells Fargo and Bank of America and, and, and city, although city's not involved at the Supreme Court, which essentially says uh, because of your predatory lending, we have blight in the city of Miami. Uh, that's a case, uh, that an issue that could divide the court on, along ideological lines. And uh, I am certainly wondering whether the 
district court um, uh, is divided in that and whether we'll hear re-argument. Um, Kimberly, let me ask you about cases the court hasn't yet agreed to hear. Um, there are a number of, of pending things. There are always more things coming along. Are there issues that you're thinking, boy, I, I'm thinking maybe the, the court's conservative wing is eager to take up that issue or would take that up that issue once we get Neil Gorsuch on the court? Well, there have been a lot of a lot of cases testing voter requirements. Things like voter ID laws uh, are the most obvious, and the courts kind of been hanging around these laws. And have, the many cases have come to the court, but they haven't accepted them. Although they've given kind of some signals that you know maybe in the right circumstances they would. Um, and there's one out there from North Carolina that had a particularly harsh ruling below um, on the state of North Carolina, where uh, the court said that you know, the, the legislators actually acted with a discriminatory intent whenever they created this voter ID law to specifically target African Americans. I think that's the kind of case that um, that conservatives might be wanting to take a look at uh, once they have uh, somebody they, that seemingly might vote with them on that issue. Yeah, that's the case. Of, correct me if I'm wrong. I think where the court uh, voted four to four on on whether that that uh, voter ID law could be in effect for the uh, the, the the most recent election, right? That's right. And interestingly, in this, the court also has pending um, or in front of it a case that uh, from North, North Carolina as well, dealing with a different set of redistricting. Um, so it might be that the court is waiting to handle those two cases or wanting to handle those two cases together. What do you uh, foresee with regard to Trump's travel ban? Is that going to how quickly do you see that getting up to the Supreme Court and, and being in front of uh, a Justice Gorsuch? Well, right now, it's in the appellate courts. It's moving along very quickly. Uh, in fact, the uh, appellate court just granted a motion to expedite the case. So it's going to be hearing arguments in the case sometime in May. So I would expect that to move along pretty quickly. Um, I'm, not, I'm not as good as you at, at actual timing of the cases. Do you have a, a, an understanding of when that might be in front of the high court? Actually, I don't have an understanding, and I was hoping you would provide it. But we can both agree that it will be coming, uh, be coming to the court uh, and, and not in the, the too horribly distant future, I, I, I would think. Um, last thing for you, just how much do you think the court is, and Chief Justice Roberts is concerned, I mean, this is going to be such a partisan fight over Neil Gorsuch already is, uh, about the Supreme Court seeming really partisan if they, if they suddenly uh, start taking up these conservative cases and issuing conservative, big conservative rulings. Well, it's interesting in that the month before Justice Scalia passed away, uh, Chief Justice Roberts actually gave a speech at a law school where he he, he said that the Senate confirmation process is really polarizing um, the, the public's perception of the Supreme Court. And it's not their actions that they take, the Supreme Court themselves, um, but rather it's Congress. So I'm, I'm not sure that he thinks that, you know, taking these cases and deciding these cases are adding anything to the public's perception of them as uh, politically divided. Um, but but I, I'm sure that this confirmation process that's currently unfolding um, probably is something he, he would think is affecting the public perception. Okay, thank you so much. Kimberly Robinson, Bloomberg BNA Supreme Court reporter, talking about the impact Neil Gorsuch might make. That's it for this edition of Bloomberg Law. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks to our uh, producer, David Sutterman, and our technical director, Mark Sinis-Kalchi. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio, we'll have Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson. Stay tuned for that on here on Bloomberg Radio.
This is Bloomberg.